Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So I just want to share with you real quick what's going on in our life. Uh, this summer, um, it's been a summer of renos. And before we started the summer, you're cheering, you probably weren't involved in a reno. <laughs> this summer, I talked to before the summer started, and I said, how many people understand and realize that when you start a reno, it snowballs? Right? Anybody? Anybody do a reno? It's like, let's just do this. Wow, how did this happen? Right? It snowballs. So by the end of this, like, this week, Melissa and I are joking, because we went from a snowball, and then I said we have a snowman, and now I just basically say, I live in a snow castle. <laughs> and so we've been going through this whole reno, and there's a reason I want to talk to you about this, because it's going to work together, don't worry. But when we're walking through this whole reno, we started talking at the beginning of the summer, do we want to sell our house, do we want to move somewhere else in Stratford? Do we want to just move to a different area of town and all these different things? And we went and looked at a couple homes, and when we looked at those homes, we realized, man, if we move into these homes, I'm still going to have to do the same work. The retail market here is crazy. And so it's like high price, but I'm still going to have to redo the floors and change a whole bunch of stuff. And we just realized how much we loved our location. Maybe not big fans of what we owned at the moment, but we loved our location. Like when we look out our front window, we see a park. When we look out our back window, you may not appreciate this, but we see a warehouse. And so what that means is I can sit out on my deck and my neighbors aren't going, oh, you got coffee. What flavor? I can smell it. So I have a little bit of privacy. I know I tell you to like, love your neighbors. I love my neighbors on each side of me. I just appreciate that there's not everyone around me. And so we just began to realize we love our home and we love the fact that we have our backyard and everything. In the beginning of the summer, we sold our pool we got a bigger one, we put that in, and we, because we put that in, we needed to move our shed because it wasn't too much space, but it was good timing because the floor in the shed was done, so I had to replace it anyway, so we moved that, so we're planting grass, we're doing all these fun things. And how many people know any project when you're like, it's going to cost this much, usually it's like, oh, stink, <laughs> right? And so this is what happened, and it just kind of grows, but then as we began to look at our home, we began to realize we wanted to stay. Well, that began a snowball. And so we said, instead of, um, I'll back up for a second, when we went to move here, when we moved here back in 2013, the market was not good. And so we still own our home in Strathroy, and we rented it out, and I had to replace the roof on it this year. And so it was renewing the mortgage, so I cashed in some equity to fix the roof, and I was going to use it to pay down, um, or to use it as a down payment. And since we weren't moving, we thought, well, let's use it to fix up our house. And so if you're wondering, as I start rhyming this off, well, how much do we... How much do we pay this guy? Just be like, no, 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 don't worry. I cashed in equity. Um, so what happened was we started, okay, let's replace the floor, the flooring on our main floor. Great idea. If we're going to do the flooring, we should do the baseboard and trim, right? Because it should all look the same. It should all match. You know what we really didn't like? We didn't like the kitchen. So we should rip out the kitchen cabinets. See how this... Well, when you wash the dishes in the wintertime at the kitchen sink, you know what you actually get? 
sometimes you almost feel like you get icicles because the wind's coming through the window. So if you're going to fix the kitchen, you might as well replace the window. Right? So we start doing all of these things. We start replacing the window. We start ripping up the flooring. And we start um, ripping this whole house apart. And we rip the whole main floor apart. And we start redesigning everything. Because we redesigned the kitchen so we had actually cupboard space, because we had our dishwasher over here, and I actually had a photo I should have showed you. We were missing, honestly, it had to be about four or five square feet of cupboard space that was just a hole. And we don't have a big kitchen, so that four or five square feet is a lot. So we had to move our dishwasher, but then it became an 18-inch dishwasher, which if you have a 24, be grateful. Um, and so now we have all this stuff, but here is the thing. This is where I think it's so cool. God just works in mysterious ways. So as we're finishing up the main floor, uh, we decide, we all of a sudden realize we had to paint the whole main floor. So we painted the whole main floor. By we, I didn't. I'm not a good painter. Um, so I didn't paint. But then we decided we should paint the basement as well. And as you went down our stairs to the basement, there was always this little crack in the drywall and it was because the bottom part of the wall was square, and then the top part went like this. And so Melissa goes, Chad, can you open that up and fix it? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can fix it. But I said, anytime you open up an outside wall, you never know what you're going to find. So we open up the outside wall. It doesn't look the greatest. So we get some people to look at it, and they're like, nope, it's fine, it's dry. And this all happens on a day where it is not calling for rain. This was at the beginning of August, and it was sunny and hot. Everybody remember? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it poured. And we got about four inches of rain, and I just happened to take somebody who stopped by down in the basement to show, like, oh, I'm just going to rip this wall open. And, and as I walked down, water is coming through my wall. And so as water is coming through my wall, we realize we got some issues. And so... I had some advice, I'm going to jackhammer some of my floor to try to fix all this kind of stuff. And how many people know if you're doing a jackhammer in your house, it doesn't get much messier than that? So we decide, okay, if we're going to make this big of a mess, how do we see the basement looking? No more snowmen. Fort. And all of a sudden, so we start talking, and we knock out another wall, and my ceiling was drywalled, but it kind of went like this. And so since I moved in, I always want to rip the ceiling out. So I did. It was so well put up, I pulled down a whole four by eight sheet in one pull. So needless to say, God is good and probably would have dropped on somebody's head eventually. As long as somebody was taller, they would have got it first. Um, so as we go through this, so now, today, the wall is all closed up. All we have to do now is finish the floor in the basement, baseboards, ceiling tile. And I was like, oh, we're almost near the end. And Melissa's like, oh, you still have to do the backsplash. I'm like, yes, of course I do. And so there's all of these things, but why do I tell you all these things? Here's why I'm telling you. As I talked about giving, I believe in God's faithfulness. I believe in his, just the way he works everything out. So as I said, we replaced all of this stuff in our house. We went to buy the cabinets. And it was literally just like, okay, we got to get this done or we won't get them in time. So we go in the store. They have a huge sale on we went to buy our countertop sale. We had to buy a new dishwasher, and every time we looked for the price of a dishwasher that size, it was like 500 plus. We found an 18-inch dishwasher for $200 brand new. 
Now, I needed the English and the French instructions at the same time because it was printed in both. It was like one page for English, one page French, French, English. It went back and forth. But I didn't care. I could use two books for 200 bucks. The window we bought, we hit a couple stores. It was way cheaper than I anticipated. Everything that we have purchased has been on sale or somehow we've gotten a deal or is way less than we anticipated. God's favor has been so incredible. We just happened to get ready to do the flooring this week and we looked to see if, the, well, if they still carry the same flooring that for our upstairs we want to put in our basement. It's on sale this week. God's favor is amazing. We found a really cool dining room light for 25 bucks. It's so cool looking, some of you might not like it, but the light bulbs get really hot, and I've touched my head on it a couple times. Burns. But it's a real cool looking light. We have checked so many different things, and everything has been on sale. Some of you might even think, Chad, you think God's favor was in this. Your wall having water come through it is not God's favor. God's favor was showing the water comes through the wall when it was open. I was, if, if it didn't rain, I would have had that wall closed before the end of the day. God's favor shows us areas of our lives that need fixing, even when we don't want to. His favor will speak into our lives. His favor will shine through even in the midst of the rain. When we are faithful to God, he's faithful to us. It might not always be a check in the mail. It might be a sale. Maybe it's overtime that you didn't expect. Or maybe it's rain on a sunny day. But his favor will come through. The other reason I want to share this with you is something I learned this whole month. There is no way I could have got all this done on my own. There is no way. I had so many people help me with my pool. I asked about a couple people if they would come and help me, and they were just talking to other people, and they were like, oh, what are you doing Saturday? Oh, I'm going to Chad's house. And all of a sudden, I had this, like, army in my backyard. And they just, everything got torn down so fast and put away. I had somebody help me with the demo. Now, let's be honest, man, it's not hard to get help with demo. Everybody loves smashing a wall, right? It's fun. So a demo's easy. But we had somebody help with demo. I had two people help me put in the flooring. I had two people help me with the kitchen. I had somebody help me with the window. I had two people, two people help Melissa paint our whole main floor with three coats of paint in four and a half hours. We prayed that day. Melissa prayed that the Lord would let the sun stand still so that we could get it done faster because we weren't planning on doing it. I believe he let the paint dry fast and we were able to paint the whole main floor. We had two people help us with the water coming in different ideas on how to solve it. And I want you to know I have no water coming into my house because of the help that I received. I had someone help me with the electrical. I had somebody help me with the trim and the baseboards. I had somebody help me with the plumbing. I had someone help me with the drywall and someone help me mud. I had different people lend me tools or vehicles so I could get this job done. I even had people bring us food so we could keep working. And I want to quote somebody I had one person who brought us food three days in a row. And on the third day, we're like, can we give you some money for this? And they're like, no. And I'm quoting them. This is what their words to me was. I'm too old to do the work, but I can bring food. Too often in our Christian walk, 
you, heard the, you saw the video for help with kids ministry, but too often in the, our Christian walk, we talk so much about what we can't do, we forget to look at what we can do. Next Saturday, you'll see it in your bulletin, we're filling the flower beds with mulch and something else. I'm not a gardener. And we need help. Immediately as you read that, some of you will go, well, I can't do that work anymore. I guarantee you, you can make coffee. I can guarantee you that you can push a cart with coffee on it around the parking lot to workers. I guarantee you, you can put water on that cart and bring water around. I guarantee you, you can either make some muffins or buy some muffins. So that they don't have to stop working, they can actually keep working. And you're able to smile and laugh with them and enjoy the time together. But Chad, I can't do the work. No, you can still help. I learned this, and the thing is, is this, as people were helping me, I was learning so much. I was learning tricks of trades because they've done this their whole lives. But here's also what I learned as I asked them questions and watched them work. They weren't born with a drill in their hand. They weren't born knowing how to be an electrician. They weren't born knowing how to do plumbing. They weren't born knowing how to do all of these things. Somebody taught them. Somebody showed them. They learned as they went. When we ask for volunteers at Bethel, we're not looking for an expert. We're looking for somebody willing. I have learned so much in the last month on different trades. It's fun for me. Do you know, and I forget the gentleman's name, but if I asked you if you knew this person, you wouldn't know who they were. But they were the person that led Billy Graham to the Lord. And then Billy Graham went on to change so many people's lives. I shared with our leaders up the hall this morning. I meet with them every morning and I just share kind of what I'm talking about. We don't know. As we prayed for kids across the front, we don't know who's here. Yeah, we might know them by name. We don't know who they are. We don't know the destiny in their lives. Back about a year ago, as I stood here to do announcements, I wasn't preaching that Sunday, I was, I was doing announcements, and I looked back, and right back where about Rebecca's sitting, there was this couple sitting there, and I looked at them, and I was like, I know them. And it took me, and I was distracted the whole time, and I was trying to figure out how I knew them, and I went and I sat down, and immediately clicked with me. She taught me Sunday school. I went back, and I talked to her, and I introduced myself, and when she saw the bulletin and saw Chad McLaren, she was like, I have no clue. My mom's last name is different than mine. And I said to her, I said, you guys are from Pembroke. And they're like, yeah. I said, you don't recognize me. Like, no. I said, I'm Chad McLaren. They're like, yeah, we see that. And I'm like, I'm Barberry's son. And she looked at me with shock in her face. She didn't know I was doing this. You don't know whose life you're pouring into. I don't know, teenagers, I don't know what God's called you to do. You want to know something? You don't even need to know right now either. But you faithful and walk every step in your relationship with him, and he will expand everything that you have. The people that taught me as a teenager, when I was a teenager, I'll confess something to everybody in the room. 
Nobody thought I would be doing this. <laughs> but God can shift hearts. There were, I want to talk to all of the seniors in the room. When I was a teenager and I was sorting stuff out, there was two seniors in my church that would talk to me. And when I say talk to me, some Sundays it was just, Chad, it's good to see you here. And that was it. Some Sundays was a little bit more. If I went to the front for prayer, I knew whose hands were on my back. And I remember sitting, I'm trying, this isn't in my notes, so just bear with this. I remember sitting in our church prayer room with them. I don't remember how we got there. But I remember asking them questions about our faith and questioning things. And they knew I was wrestling. They told me it was okay to wrestle. And they spoke about God's love into my life. Sorry. When I was at school, not Bible college, when I was away at school, trying to figure stuff out, I didn't just call my mom. I called them. When I was in Bible college and needed prayer, I'd call my mom and I'd be like, can you call so-and-so and tell them to pray? Everybody in this room, you are a part of the family of God that attends Bethel Church. And we just went through all these spiritual gifts. And it's interesting, as you read through all the spiritual gifts, every one of us in this room have them. I was talking about trades and different skills that people have, but God has given you those skills and those trades. God has given you the ability to do things that other people cannot do because he needs you. We need you. It's interesting as you read through all of the gifts, we get into these verses in 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 12. For as the body is one and as many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. We are all part of the body of Christ. We are the church, and it's the way it's supposed to be that we help one another. The early church when we talk about, I talked about giving, I wasn't going to say this, but we talked about giving, the early church would sell things. They would sell property to give to people that were in need. They would sell things to help other people. Everyone helping each other. That is what the church is about. Family helping family. Thank you. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. But now God has sent the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. 
And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. If we all had the same trait, if we all, if everyone in this church just spoke, where would our worship be? If everyone in this church just worshipped, where would the word of God be? If everyone in this church, let's think about it, if everybody in the world's profession was an electrician, what are you going to do when the toilet backs up? Somebody's getting electrocuted. (laughs) What are you going to do? I love this part that he says this, but God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Every one of you are here because he placed you here, not because you chose to come here. No, no, Chad, I chose. Okay. Sure. I believe Jesus. They are here for everyone else. We come to make it easier for each other. Different people helping different people. I had different people helping me in so many different areas of my home. This is why we're here. As you see outside, you're going to see us that we are continuing to grow. And as you walked in, you saw banners that were heading to multiple services. I just want to clarify what multiple services looks like. It's one service done multiple times. So whether you come at 9 or 11, it's the same service. You're going to hear the same worship. You're going to hear the same preaching. But you'll see on the signs, they say something. The sign says, who are you bringing? Understand something. We're not going to multiple services. I don't, I'm not coming up here to speak two of these messages. So you have more elbow room. We're creating more space so your neighbors and coworkers will fit. So I'm asking you, who are you going to bring? I want to actually pause for a second, and it's only going to be a second. I want to pause for a second. I want you to pray right now, and I want you to think, who is it that you're actually going to bring with you? Go ahead. I want you to, even when you're done, write it down. Put it in your phone. Now, decide today, right now, as you have that name, decide right now that you're going to pray for them every day. Before you ask them, before you invite them, Pray every day for at least a couple weeks. So then when you ask, you're not just asking, the Holy Spirit's coming with power. Because you've prayed into it. You're ready to ask them. And don't invite them to come to church. Offer to bring them to church. Say, I would like to pick you up and bring you to church on a Sunday morning. I'll take you out for lunch afterwards. Whether it's McDonald's, somewhere else, it doesn't matter. Invite them, bring them with you. We're actually going to have flyers that you're going to be able to give out to. We want to blitz the whole town and invite them. You're going to see a banner on the outside of our building that says, we're making room for you. Because I want you to know, our community needs to know that we're actually loving them and caring enough for them, that we're going to work harder so there's more room for them to come in and experience Jesus Christ. I share with the prayer team in the back, we need to understand something. As you think about your coworkers, as you think about your neighbors, If they don't accept Jesus Christ, where will they spend eternity? In hell. They will spend eternity in hell. What if the only way they hear about Jesus Christ is you? Oh, Chad, God can speak through somebody else. Maybe. 
But we realized as we were looking for a different home that we were in our neighborhood because we were there because God placed us there. And since we stayed, God has opened doors with our neighbors. God has placed you not only in this church, but he's placed you in your house. Well, we picked our house. Sure you did. I think Jesus placed you there. This is exciting times. Pastor Carlos said it earlier. You just need to go to a church that doesn't have multiple generations and you will find out fast how blessed we are here. There are days where I am humbled by what God is doing here. Because like I told you, I know who Chad is. I know where I've come from. And the fact that God wants to speak through me, it just clarifies so much that he truthfully spoke through a donkey in the Bible. He loves your neighbors more than you can even imagine. First Corinthians 12, 27. Now you, us, are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Let's be a part of the family together. Let's minister together. Find a place, join a team, and let's see what God's got for this fall, because I believe something, and I don't know about you, but I always believe that what I believe is even smaller than what God believes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you love every one of us. You sent Jesus to die for us. I thank you that we are all a part of the family of Christ in Bethel. And because of that, Lord, you want and placed us here for a reason that you want us here. And Lord, help us, spur us on, Father, to find the place that you have for us. That, Lord, we don't think about what we can't do, but, Father, we ask you what we can do and help us to have the encouragement and the boldness to serve in those areas. I ask you, Lord, to let us be a light to our neighbors. Lord, help us to just shine for you. Lord, I pray that as we've prayed and asked who we are going to bring, that you just open up those doors and your will will shine through. And, Lord Jesus, bless us. Keep us safe. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 